Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Joe Gatto announced over the weekend that he's leaving the hit prank comedy show Impractical Jokers after nine seasons. I spoke with Gatto and co-star James Murr Murray about the release of Impractical Jokers the movie back in 2020. All right, we're here with James Murray and Joe Gatto of Impractical Jokers. The movie. Um, obviously, fans of the show are, have been looking forward to this. Um, take me into sort of how you guys structured this thing. So you could either, you know, like when we all saw Jackass the movie, for instance, it was just straight pranks the whole way through. But you guys went more the, let's say, Borat approach, where you tried to weave a narrative around it. Uh, what was the thinking behind that to try to, you know, weave a story behind it where you guys were playing yourselves? Well, you know, uh, we thought it'd be fun to base it in our origins, which is, we, you know, we've been friends 30 years. We met in high school. So the movie starts in high school when we accidentally ruin a Paula Abdul concert, who's quintessential 90s, of course. And then 30 years later, we're on Impractical Jokers. We end up meeting up with Paula Abdul, who's now a fan, and she gives us three tickets to her show in Miami, but there's four of us. So we, how do we settle the bet? How do we figure out who goes? We go on a cross-country journey trying to uh, compete in cap challenges to get those three tickets. It's kind of like a very loose narrative that just puts us on the course for what we naturally do, which is hidden camera, uh, crazy improv situations. And the cool thing, too, is that the movie is like 90% improv and, and hidden camera. And uh, the cool thing is over like 10, 10 years of filming Jokers, we've saved up this list of like dozens of like crazy ideas that are just too big for TV too crazy for TV. We couldn't afford to do. We couldn't fit into a half-hour episode, and we stuck all that into the movie. Awesome. Now, I definitely want to go into some of those those pranks for for our listeners. But first, uh, double back to what you said um, about how you got big celebrities in here. Yeah, we when we wrote the film, it starts with us flashed back into the '90s, and uh, you know who's more quintessential '90s for us was Paul Abdul. So when we wrote the script, it was us crashing her concert. And when the script got sent over to her, we actually found out that she knew the show and was a fan and agreed to do it. And we were blown away that Paul Abdul even knew who we were. So it was just very uh, kismet that it was her. And she couldn't be more spectacular as a person and to work with. She was just phenomenal. And uh, she was just so great and really brings the movie to the next level. Talk about what other big names we have in here, too. Well, we, we had a couple of cool ideas. Well, first of all, you know, there's, there's some other cameos. Jaden Smith is in the movie. You know, Sal has a tattoo of James Smith on his thigh from the TV show, so he makes a cameo in the movie. There's Matones in the movie, some other cameos as well, some other big cameos. And then cool, a uh, very cool idea. We thought it'd be awesome if the entire soundtrack is the song Forever Your Girl by Paula Abdul. So there's covers of her song by Bon Jovi, by Harry Connick, by Method Man. It's awesome. Nice. And you guys probably, it looked like you guys probably 
fun picking out some of the other 90s stuff, like, you know, the Nirvana T-shirts. And just – you guys probably had a blast with that. Yeah, All right, yeah, without that further, Yeah, without further ado, let's go into some of the pranks. Uh, how did you guys come up with the Santa's laugh thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the challenges we, we thought it would be fun for, you know, we were filming uh, the road trip movie goes down to Miami, so we're in the south, and it was uh, the summer, so we were like, what's better than making Sal a mall Santa? So we <laughs> infiltrated and did a, summer, uh, a Santa in the summer event in the mall, and we made Sal, uh, you know, just basically – talk to children uh, as Santa Claus. And, uh, you know, kids are just comic gold. It's so fun how they react so honestly. So we, 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 made, we made Sal fall asleep while one of this kid was telling him to listen, stay asleep. And the faces this child makes of just disgust that Santa is falling asleep is, is one of my favorite moments of the movie. The kid is just so fun. Can, oh, I, awesome. can I give a spoiler if that's okay? Uh, sure, I don't a spoiler. Minute, you know? If you don't mind, you know, Sal, so we did one of the scenes in the movie, you know, Sal is terrified of cats. So what's the movie size version of that? Well, uh, we locked Sal in a motel room in the south uh, with a 600-pound white Bengal tiger attached to a chain. And he almost soiled himself in the movie. So he, if you want to see that, this is the kind of movie for you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and now, of course, the, the one that's going to hit home with us is the ashes at the reflecting pool in the earth. Uh, you know, <laughs> tease that one for us a little bit. What, what it was like doing your stunt here in the nation's capital. <laughs> yeah, you know, we went to the, the reflecting pool, pool there in D.C., and uh, and we were, had to give a eulogy, and we had a, a, a container full of ashes of the deceased, <laughs> which is already freaky enough. And we had to run the eulogies by unsuspecting passersby. But, uh, of course, the other guys have written the eulogies for us. We don't know it until we pull it out of our pocket. And, they, and you have to get the person to say, yeah, it's ready. It's good to go. And they were never ready or good to go. <laughs> Very yeah. yeah, I mean, people are busy there reflecting at the pool. And we came in and just broke all those mirrors. <laughs> It's so good. Um, and maybe maybe one more of the pranks, because I don't want to spoil them. We've got to see the movie. But tell us about the uh, the job interview with the Atlanta Hawks. Well, it was unbelievable that we were actually able to infiltrate big organizations in this movie for the next scale kind of deal. So in our TV show, we do, like, job interviews for, like, uh, which is always fun uh, for, like, smaller companies. But here we were able to infiltrate the Atlanta Hawks organization. And we interviewed with some of their top brass, which was unbelievable to be stuck in a room with these you know, six-figure paid, high-level uh, people, and they had to, like, take us seriously. And we really just went off the rails with them. And they were so confused at, how, like, how we got into the room and, we like, what what was this interview even going? Where was it going? They make me start off the interview by telling the person I don't want to talk about myself. So the woman asked me a question, and they say, just say, nah. So she's like, so tell me about, you know, a little bit about your experience. And I just have to go, nah. And she's like, excuse me? And I'm like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I always wonder, because um, obviously with these shows, you know, these type of shows, um, you know, when like the first season or two, not many people recognize you. So you can go undercover and do the pranks. But do do you guys ever run into that where you sit down to, to shoot a segment and people are like, oh, I know them. That's Murr and Joe. You know what I mean? Like, how how, how has that affected the, the popularity of the show? It, it, it has happened. It happens more and more, of course. But honestly, dude, that's a good thing. It means the show's popular. You know, I, I'd rather have it be a little tougher to film 
but the show would be popular, then nobody recognizes us, in which case the show would suck. So so it's a good problem to have. Are you surprised it's taken off so well? Or, or I guess take me into how you guys started the show to begin with. Because, you know, so many people watch you guys and are like, ah, oh, damn, they're so lucky. They get to, you know, goof around. That could have been us kind of a thing. But how did you guys actually, you know, band together, you know, all you four tenderloins and actually, you know, get the idea and get it get it past even like the pitch phase to begin with to get it on TV? Well, the four of us went to high school together, and then we formed our tenderloins comedy troupe in 99. And then we performed here in uh, New York for years. And, uh Eventually got a couple opportunities to pitch TV shows, and we had a couple uh, full starts there. We had a couple pilots that never went to series, and eventually we just thought, okay, what's the best way to showcase what we do and enjoy each other and make each other laugh? And that's where Jokers came in. This embarrassment comedy that we do is the way that, you know, we genuinely make each other laugh. Like, we, we just have fun with each other as friends. And this friendship on display show that we've created with Impractical Jokers just really hit with America, and, you know, the fans really embraced it. We embraced our fans, and, you know, the momentum carried us through – 200, you know, episodes of television, you know, uh, being able to tour live and now ultimately the movie. And it's all because, you know, we just put something out there that people can relate to and enjoy and not have to think about all the BS that's going on in the world, you know. Awesome. Now, you mentioned embarrassment comedy. So before we run, embarrass you fellas that aren't here in the room with you on this call, Brian and Sal. Uh, what, what insights can you give us about them? They're not here. So, you know, rag on them a little bit. <laughs> are you asking us to betray our friend's trust for you, a stranger? How dare you, sir? You, you are on Impractical Jokers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What have they told you? What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're here on the other end of the line, jabbing me in the ribs, doing their little high-pitched uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, if you, if, if you want us to be honest, I mean, and be a Practical Jokers, the way that we do it is I'll tell you something embarrassing about Murr. I mean, he sleeps with a blankie still. He's a 43-year-old hey, hey, man hey, that's hey, engaged. Hey, hey. <laughs> Don't turn on me, but it's true. I I'm saying. I won't stop. My blankie is <laughs> on me. I'm just saying. Crazy Linus. <laughs> awesome. Well, or, or, you know, what makes Sal and Brian fun to work with? What do they bring to the show? Uh, I mean, they're, they're the best guys in the world. They've been friends 30 years. So I think Sal's the funniest guy I've ever met in my life. Uh, he's all heart. He wears his emotions on his sleeve, which is uh, – both his greatest strength and greatest weakness. Q is a charming. Oh my God! I'm past Joe. I'm passing our billboard in Times Square. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's crazy. I to be right there. I'm I'm driving right through Times Square, and there's the billboard. That's really cool. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. There you go, Mark. You've He's made it, Mark. You've made it. So, Q is extremely charming, but also we have a billboard in Times Square, and I'm passing by it right now. You heard it there first. There's a spoiler. Well, there, that's the perfect place to leave it, guys. You know, you drive your own billboard. Uh, they, you, you talk about how the show is uh, taking off success, and there you go. So, um, Awesome, guys. Again, everybody, Impractical Jokers, the movie is uh, James, Joe. Thanks so much for, for joining us. This is great. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.